Actually, I'm Shani Coquette. Um, I, well, I'm 33 years old. I've been doing burlesque for not nine years, nine or 10 years. Uh, yeah, nine years, officially. Officially, but um, yeah, that's uh, yeah. That ten year anniversary. It, yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna get a tattoo for a ten year anniversary. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, for nine years now, and um, I, I have a, actually a degree in contemporary dance in at Concordia University, so um, in Montreal. So that's uh, during my degree, I discovered burlesque, and. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to ask you. Can I swear? And I, Absolutely. Okay, perfect. Let her fly. Thank you. <laughs> I want to make sure that I don't offend people. Um, well, you're probably gonna be offended anyway, so whatever. <laughs> uh, it's uh, no, actually, it's um, I. There's uh, someone who said uh, Tigger, who's a burlesque performer, who's a someone who's a man who's um, uh, who I took a workshop with. Is uh, he said fuck them in the heart, and with burlesque, it, people who are into burlesque, who really love burlesque, or decided to perform or take a class, they get fucked in the heart. That's what it's like, in a way that it's beautiful. Like, it's like, it's like, it's something that is revealing. It looks like a little, like, a bit like a cult, but it's not. Really, it's more like it's something that's like, oh, it's, it's, when you see that, um, it gives you permission. So the first show I saw, it was uh, in Montreal at ZooFest, so it's just a, a festival. And I remember seeing this beautiful, tall, blonde lady. And I always had problem with like my uh, accepting my my boobs and my breasts, because uh, I have to say that uh, with my age, I'm a millennial, and I grew up with uh, when fake boobs was a thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to talk about it like, oh yeah, if and when I have babies, like I will certainly have. A boob job after, like yeah. that was just a given. I wanted it so badly. I like, can't <laughs> imagine it now. No, me neither. But Thank God those times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's funny, like how like the body type. There was um, a lot of body type was really, like no hips, really like flat, uh, really flat, but big, big boobs and no butt. Like it was weird. Like mm-hmm. the, when I when I grew up, and I remember seeing this beautiful tall lady. Uh, her name, her name is Lady jo- Josephine, who's a stellar burlesque performer in Montreal. And she she was like so tall with tiny boobs or so sexy. I was like, <gasps> like it was it was like okay, you can be sexy because I realized that which is therapy and a lot of things. I realized that I grew up with um, the view that if you were sexy, you needed to be that uh, that specific body mm-hmm. because that's like kind of all was putting through me like consciously and unconsciously through media and to. Well, like media, yeah. Totally, and I think no matter what era you grow up in, there's a version of that. Oh yeah, beauty totally. standard that is just so much stricter for women. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say women. Um, uh-huh. That I think we all grow get to a certain age, and you don't really think outside of that standard mm-hmm. as beautiful. So I can see how that was really powerful to see someone that you were like, oh, she doesn't have these like Pam Anderson boobs, and yeah. she's still so sexy. And it, yeah, and that's what I it struck me is like whoa. And after I saw like a plus size person, like someone who's like they call themselves fat, like something with someone who was fat, someone who had person of color, someone who was like trans, so, like I was like, what is this? Like you know, like how like inclusion was so much part of that and celebrating every everybody's right, um, and everybody and everybody's. And uh, yeah, I was 
one of my good friends, like, uh, she's fat, like, and she's owning it. And, like, yeah, it's just the, it's just, it's just the way it is. And it makes me, it's how, what is representation matters. Mm-hmm. And that's realizing that. So that's how I started to get into it. And I joined a troupe um, and uh, starting from there and... Can I ask at that time sort of where you were at with like your own body image and sexuality and sort of what that <laughs> looked a, like at that time? So I grew up to be a figure skater. So Me too. It, oh, uh, yes. yeah. A lot of back problems because of that. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of whiplash. <laughs> Perma tailbone soreness. Uh, yeah. yeah, my <laughs> hips are like this or turn around. Like, yeah. Uh, you so, feel me. Yeah. yeah, so that was really, yeah, that was a thing. And and I remember, like, how the body shamed that was happening in that sport, unfortunately. Even if there's, like, it was not, it was a hush-hush thing, but it, it was still there, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, shaming people, ooh, shaking weight, blah, blah, blah. and also having my family also. So oh, I God, grew up, and I remember going through puberty as a figure skater, and you'd see the girls who, like, went through it in a season or, you know, showed up in the next season, and it was always like, oh like things have changed and it was just so much commentary on someone's body. Oh yeah, and I feel like even now like now I'm going back to my, more my childhood but like going back to going back to when I'm going to see my parents like they always comment on people's body but I think that was a thing back there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like why like it's like why are you saying this person is too thin or they, it doesn't dress like it's like what does it do for you, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something that it's still ingrained. I still do it. We all do it. But in a way, I try to not like, okay, this is like what a person looks like doesn't mean, right? But it's still hard, right? So it's that's that's kind of like realizing that with my family, with uh, also my um, my my figure skating background. I heard like there's some things that I was lucky, like that I didn't have a coach like this, but there's some with some coach who said like, they were waiting all the girls every week, and if you gain a pound, you had to lose two. Oh my god! That is child abuse. <laughs> like you know, yeah, I know. But like in Russia, like with the Olympics, we saw that's what it is, right? Yeah, so true. But go back to going back to burlesque is what I like about it is I still have my glittery figure skating moment. I still do my makeup. I still now I'm like more like almost like I always say that. I'm a drag queen because uh, I do everything a drag queen does, but I just show more my body. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Even some drag queens do, do burlesque as well, but, like, you know. Uh, but uh, other than that, when I discovered that, I was okay with my sexuality. I, to be honest, I was exploring, also coming from a really, like, Catholic background and being, like, try to open myself to... Uh, to more like, like hookups, hookup culture. Like that's Montreal. Like you explore and stuff like that. But I was always a hush. Like I could not do that in a way. But mm-hmm. it was like kind of weird. Um, but the first, yeah, the first year, and so that what it is. But I still continue. Unfortunately, like I'm really open to to talk about it. But I, I'm a survivor of sexual assault, and it happened during when I started burlesque. So it was kind of. It kind of blocked me for a year, so I started to do burlesque, but it was I didn't remove my clothes. Like it was like I was singing, I was dancing, but I was like 
it was still in the burlesque scene, but I was like, oh, like too much, right? So, mm-hmm. but I took my time and that's what it is. That's what I want to make sure that if people take my class of scene burlesque and they see a lot of nakedness, you don't have to go, like you, it's everybody is, uh, it's about consent. But when you do, it's so liberating and you're just like, ah! And I remember in your session that I had done at the women's retreat with you that you mentioned something about, like, the clothed part can be the sexiest part and how burlesque, you know, that you, like, build up the anticipation kind of. And there's just so much theater in the whole bit. Yeah. Yeah, you could stay fully clothed the whole time and it would still be an incredible show and be really sexy, which I thought was so cool because we don't often nudity equals sexuality in a lot of yeah I know it's funny the first time I there's the thing I want to say the first time I put pasties on pasties are the thing you put over your nipple um the first time I put some on I was like like I felt sexier yeah I was like "Mm," like you know that was like kind of like it's like embellished it's like kind of bedazzled exactly so it's really nice to be like oh yeah that was like that was, that feels like the first time I saw I found my breasts really beautiful. That's like that yeah. yeah. Oh, that what time. a cool moment to have. I know. I remember like in my head like the pasties that I bought and I was like, like <laughs> <laughs> And was that like an instant change and you were like, Okay, I love my boobs and my body now. Uh, uh, oh yeah, no. I just wanna <laughs> say to everybody's listening, uh, it's always a work in progress to like your body. So it's never like a full on like some people like they seem you're so comfortable, you're so courageous, and your body was like, I struggle every day with my body weight. Like, it's not that something it's that is, like, finished. Like, it's a finished minute, it's not, but I still try to, to how, how do you say that, to reorganize my thought about, like, my body image. Exactly. Especially when your body's changing and you're getting older, right? Yeah, so that's, and that's such an important point, because... I'm glad you brought that up. I think a lot of people who are really struggling with body image now, the idea of just, like, loving my body and being totally okay and never thinking about it again sounds insane because it is insane. Yeah, no, it's... Like, uh, that's, you're never going to wake up every day. Your body's not going to wake up the same way day every day. <laughs> and you're not going to feel the same way about it every day. I don't feel the same way about foods every day. No. Um, so, yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because I think... When we talk about this, yeah, this idea uh, that you get to this end goal and it maybe doesn't work that way for most people. No, um, I, I, I think it's like everything in life, right? Like for your mental health, your physical health, like it goes up and down, and like sometimes I'm really fit, sometimes I'm like, eh, lazy. I went on vacation, like you know, it's that's the way it is. It's just life, right? Yeah. So it's more like I feel like it's way it's it's relieving to accept that mm-hmm. than just say, ooh, I need to either lose weight to be happy or to uh, just try to like like the body that I have right now, but your body's going to, if you like the body you have right now, it's going to change. I'm sorry, your body's going to change. Yeah, don't get attached. Like, so it's like how can you live with the changing body? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and also it's not always our fault. Like, if you're, yeah. Like, I funny, it's funny story. Like, I'm probably almost like 50 pounds heavier than I when I moved here. And I feel like I'm way more in shape. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing about, I feel like thin, there's a stigma, but thinness is something that is the most healthy. But I, I, I it's funny, I went to France, and most of the people are more thinner, but they're smoking, they're so anxious, they're, like, what is the most healthy, right? Totally. And it's interesting you say that, because I've almost been finding, the, or not almost, I've been experiencing 
the reverse of that where I haven't worked out like really COVID and I just or COVID the gym and I broke up and we have not gotten back together um and so I have I'm a smaller person than I normally am and I have people commenting a the fact that they comment on my body often um but b that it often is comments like you're so fit and I'm like actually I have never been more out of shape in my life um so again like we're tying that visual piece to wellness and health in some way that is not (laughs) correlated at all yeah and also it depends like what people are going through right so it's like for me like I have ADHD so my ADHD is really hard for uh, I have a dopamine deficit Mm -hmm. so I go with food for dopamine Mm -hmm. so like I always say that I used to like kind of punish myself like oh no I took this cake and I was like no this is my body who needs dopamine (laughs) like yeah so it's like that's the thing about it's like someone who may have a who is heavier may have like a condition or like you never know so we it's but we're so ingrained in our body that we need that we're judging people think they're fit like yeah how you look in a bikini equals health and wellness yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah so that's something that I realized and it got her a little frustrated when I went to France that is still that and there's Mm -hmm. less but it's so ingrained in their body like I remember my in-laws like to say but you need to be thinner like like, like, and they say it's a medical thing. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, do we yeah. want to talk about the cigarettes? <laughs> yeah, no, no, but like, it's not just that. But for them, like, it's more like, but they've seen like fatter people, and they were like, it, it was a nightmare for them. But I'm like, um, I know a lot of people they're fat, and it's not a nightmare for them. So it's like, it's, it's everybody's journey. That's yep. how I see it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so where we were, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> we started with where you were at in your journey when you got into burlesque and just talking that it is kind of a journey. Oh, it um, is. And that's what I think body positive is the same as, is, is it is a journey as well. Like, um, and liking my body. But what I like is when every time I put on a costume and even if I like, like thinner or like where I'm fatter than, than, than I used to, I always feel powerful because I'm always like myself and bedazzled and I'm like when I'm on stage I don't think about that I think by with my whole self and I'm like oh like the problem is maybe like the mirror like or maybe even mirror of society and stuff like that but when I'm on stage I'm owning it and I'm like no one cares if I have fat on stage but no one cares mm-hmm. they want to see butt they're happy to see butt like you know and, like, <laughs> that's it's, what they came for you know <laughs> but like it's and for me it's 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 really interesting to I'm trying just to deconstruct that. That's that's what I. That's why I'm still doing burlesque. That's why I'm still doing classes. Uh, sometimes I, I try to stop, and I was like, no, no, I can't. Like, I need some people. They need to feel represented, and they need to feel better in their body. So that's what I'm still doing it. Doing it. Yeah. Yes, please don't stop. No, I don't think I will stop. <laughs> <laughs> I have like the Canadian legend of burlesque. I think she's 78, and she's still doing burlesque. You're kidding! I know. Oh, that's so cool. So I want to say hi to Judith Stein, who lives in Nelson, and who I love. <laughs> oh, that sounds. She sounds like a bit of a legend for sure. Yeah, yeah. and also she's. Uh, we call them, call her the Canadian Beaver. <laughs> I love it. Mama Beaver. <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, but maybe some people want to know what is burlesque. Maybe some people doesn't understand what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so. I want to know. I want you to tell us for sure about that because I found it really surprising, sort of like the origins of burlesque, and that it wasn't all just sex appeal. No. Yeah. So, yeah, please tell us about that. So, uh, burlesque or uh 
take from like during it, the Victorian era, like late late eighteen um, hundreds, uh, from different places. Uh, it take from like the can the can can, and takes from it. It borrows things from like Oriental, like kind of belly dance, like kind of um, yeah, belly dance and mm -hmm. uh, other place and there's another one and comedy. So it's like kind of. A little bit bo uh, like all the same thing. It comes from Lydia Thompson, who had a troupe in London, and um, you have to think of back in the days. And when you, we know about that because of the gold rush raids back in the days to show your ankle, it was like, woo, risque. <laughs> and they had like really like tight legging with corset, but like they didn't take off their clothes, but they were so risque back in the days. And then burlesque is about low, like low class comedy, so. After the Lydia Thompson, there was all the vaudeville era, like through like from the nineteen hundred to the nineteen to the Great Depression, and that's that was vaudeville who was like family entertainment. So family vaudeville was like all like it was like shows that was lasting maybe all day. It was like it was like the television of the day. That's how I see it. And they had like some animal ass circus, like like really like comedian stuff like that. But it was really like appropriate. But burlesque was like more for the more grungy stuff, right? And and they still have in, in vaudeville some like kind of like naked lady, but it was more like statues and stuff like that. Like, right. a, but and in in burlesque it was more like the curvy ladies and be like, and that's the thing that like the like for example the French can can like is part of that, uh, it, part of that burlesque influence, but. Burlesque was more created in, in the United... It was created in London and brought to... Evolved in the United States, right? And burlesque come from the word burlesco to... And it's an Italian, if I remember. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but it is to laugh about something. Oh. And that's why I try... Every time I try to do an act, I'm like, mm, I need to laugh about something. Because it's a low-class comedy, right? So it's about laughing about the upper class, laughing about... Um, about what happened in the, in the factory or what happened, like, you know, so, um, and it evolved, and burlesque got a lot of popularity in the 30s because all the vaudeville and, like, got bankrupt and whatever, so, <laughs> um, so the min So it really was, like, the low class, every class, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what it, that's what happened in, um, what I wanted to say, I don't remember, so the Minsky brothers, they bought, like, all the old vaudeville, they would make it, like, big for burlesque. But burlesque was usually, if you talk about burlesque comedy, it's like two, usually two guys uh, or like doing really like grungy jokes together. But in between the like the, the comedy sets, there was always a girls dancing. And this is a legend, but we heard in around the 30s, that's where the stripping happened. It's like a girl dropped their glove and everybody went wild. So that's how... It became from this like two, two usually skits through like the dirty the dancers and more and more it became stripping and it's like the grandmother of stripping that's how we see it yeah so <laughs> and in the 40s because why we're using pasties and stuff because they had some um not prohibition but what is the uh, censorship law ah. yeah so they had to put that on and also they, but I'm pretty sure they was sometime they were naked, but they had a spotlight light, red light when the police was there, so they could not remove too much. That's what the whole red light. Yeah. Is. <laughs> so that on the stage, it was really funny about that. And 
There was also Gypsy Rosie was really clever. She did poetry and with stripping. So she started to be, oh, this is this art. And she was like kind of this lady, but removing her clothes and doing poetry. I'm such a lady, but I'm removing my clothes. (laughs) I wish you guys could see Sherry right now because she just naturally like removes gloves with (laughs) (laughs) her. She's very sexy. I'm a mover. I'm a kinesthetic person. Um, so yes, and after um, after in the fifties, that was the golden era. So if you know uh, Betty Page, even like Marilyn Monroe, like was like in the in that comer era, but more like in cinema. And they had um, Tempest Storm. Like some names, maybe you don't know, but most of know a lot of people know Betty Page. You know the little pin up with the little like. Uh, Yes. Yeah, the name is definitely familiar. Uh-huh. Even Betty Boops, like the the cartoon yeah. was was dropped from to from Gypsy Rosalie. Oh no way! Yeah. I had no idea. Okay. So yeah, that's the that's why she's so sexy and doing like there's something like it's a cartoon and you see like stripping clothes and you're just like, what is that? What? <laughs> um, but yeah, and after in the sixties was more like go go dancing and that's where we saw more topless because less censorship. Right. right, and in the '70s, that's where like strip strip club happened, but it was still burlesque. This still was nude, but they were really more like doing skits and acts. And in the '80s, that's where like really strip club that you see full nude came in. So burlesque is like the grandmother of strip, uh, like strip clubs. Yeah. But we have to say that we have to some some people in the community. It's less and less what it used to be. Oh, like I'm doing burlesque. I'm an artist. Right. But like, uh, when you go like strip strippers are artists too. Like they're still doing their thing. They're doing money, and we have to say that back in the days, like even in the sixties and seventies, even if you you did like kind of go go slash burlesque act, like that was the only time that you as a woman to make your own money, right? Mm-hmm. So you could not have a credit card in the seventies when you were a woman. Like that's that's crazy when you think about it. So and so in the eighties it was more stripper. I mean that's when in the nineties that the neo burlesque revival came in with Dita Bontis, yes. uh, Dirty Martinis, and stuff like that. So that's where the history went, and now it's super popular. And here we have like in the Yukon, we're so lucky. We in the last few years we had Sweet Soul Burlesque who came in, but now fortunately they don't exist anymore. Oh. But, but there is like I know those people from back in the days in Montreal and Ottawa and. That's why I had the chance to perform with them when they came in, and and it's it's becoming a big community, and it's it sounds like a fairly close knit community, or at least a we try <laughs> yeah, as much as you can across the country, and being in the Yukon. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah, I'm really lucky. I'm going I'm going to Vancouver in two weeks for a show in Nelson, and and I'm going to the Oslo Burlesque Festival. I'm so excited. No way. Yeah, and maybe other things I'm still working on right now, mm-hmm. but. It's funny how burlesque, there's two things. Like, there's, like, neo-burlesque and more, like, burlesque with a community that is more, like, weird and, like, funny. And, like, you can be a T-Rex in burlesque. You know, you can be <laughs> anything you want in burlesque. But there's also, like, this Tita Bunsi's classic burlesque that is more mainstream. Okay. Uh, which is okay. Like, I don't mind the mainstream. It's um, because if you see a mainstream show, you'll get into the community. Like, you know, that's right. how I see it. It's the same when the people are, like... Think about so you think and dance like the show. They say, "Oh, this is not real dancing," but it's like, yeah, but like 
I that's what got you interested. Is, exactly. Yeah. So the, I'm not like in any reality TV. Like that's kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. And when you say mainstream burlesque, do you mean like Plus, like the movie burlesque, like Christina Aguilera? This like is that weird. Era. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's visual. That, yeah, yeah, that kind of old school visual. It's funny because the because the movie burlesque is not what you find in the community. Okay, that's yeah. what I meant. Is it kind of like yeah? Would you say it's sorry? That's more the like. This is more cabaret dancing for yeah. my part. Okay, versus the community where you said it was a little like the weirder, like more but performance stuff. There is some classic burlesque, like like uh, um, that looks like the movie burlesque, but it's um, a little bit more risque. There's more like okay. skin showing, a little bit more grungy, but like it's more like using old school music, using like feathers, like being really classy, right? So like right. it's more an homage to like the golden era burlesque, like the fifties. That's how that's how was, we see. We we talk when we see classic burlesque, uh, but I love like this is my style. I love to have a classic look, but I'm not doing something classic with it at all. <laughs> I have a gold digger act that is like I at the end I fuck a gold pen, <laughs> but I look like a this really old school like dancer from the gold rush yeah. at the beginning. But after you, no, I'm not like. <laughs> Or like things escalate, yeah. <laughs> but it's nice. It's so it's so liberating to do those kind of thing on stage because it makes people laugh, and also it helped me with my sexuality in terms and help I feel others in their sexuality to not be so serious mm-hmm. because we think sexy is serious in our society, and but it's not. No. <laughs> like, like even if you spend like a one night stand or an hour with someone who had a hookup with, I'm pretty sure like if he was really nice and consensual, like. You had to laugh with this person. Yeah, probably at some point. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's how I try to tell people that it's like, no, you need to be so serious about it, right? Well, and let's be real. Like, sometimes the positions and things and facial expressions and <laughs> the yeah. roles you find yourself in during sexual encounters is funny. Like, it just is. <laughs> but it reminds me to like you know, when you're younger, even other, other people, maybe right now, it's like you're always conscious about your body when you have sex or whatever, but it's like... Sex is messy, like, you know? Yes, it is. It is. It's messy. You don't, yeah. And I think at first, at first hearing, like, you know, burlesque helped me with body positivity and sexuality. Maybe people can't see that really, that connection because it seems like, oh, to get into that, you must have been already comfortable with these things. No. But then to (laughs) know the history of it, that it did start with more of this, like, comedic side. Yeah. um, And that really, like, slow build and censorship involved and that it was this empowering thing for women right from the get-go. It just, yeah, it makes so much more sense how you get from A to B. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's, that's why it's so beautiful is, like, it's like owning your owning your sexuality on stage. That's always I and you are a character on stage. I'm Sherry Cookett is a character, is a clown. Like that's how I see it. It's like and you can be and because of Sherry Coquette, I as a character, I'm way more comfortable in my personal life. And that's I think it's it's the drama therapy or theater therapy, I don't know. Yeah. And it's more like about own like, oh this person can do that. So I can do it, right? But also my character will be doing something really different than myself, right? It's funny, my partner always said that he has the bloopers. 
when we were intimate. And I'm like, and sometimes I messed up. I was like, you're not supposed to be a professional at that. I'm like, uh, yes, but you get the bloopers. <laughs> It's more like not taking ourselves too seriously and to just, like, and I don't think partners are, like, I, I am, luckily, I think it's, lucky I had different, different kinds of partner in my life, and if you put them in, like, on a, on a wall, like, you'll see, like, woo, that's a difference, people. It's <laughs> a real uh, spectrum. Exactly, and, but I feel like that's what is beautiful, is, like, if you owning it, people will find you beautiful. And it's, and you know, that's charisma, like, you know, charisma and, and self-confidence. I know it's hard. I work for it every day. And people are just like, when they see me, they're like, wow, how can you do that? But I'm like, you, you just, uh, not fake it, but you just kind of owning it, right? Yeah. And even just starting small, like finding areas in tiny little parts of your life that you feel that. I don't know, confidence, or you feel fully in your body and present. Okay, I want to tell you a really good story. Okay. When I was in, I was 17 or 18, I was in a dance troupe, and with like, and it was like, it, it's like college, is like Sijep, but it's different in Quebec, right? But it's like, remember we had to wear a top and a really small short, and I was not comfortable showing my belly on the stage. Okay. And I had like 60 pounds less. And I was like, mm, so self-conscious. And now I'm like jiggling all my belly. I was like, I'm kicking. Like, you know how things are changing. So people think, they think I've always been that comfortable, but I'm not. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was ca- coming from a really end. But maybe that's why I did all this job is I, and try to love myself more and more. And now, can you sort of see that journey in people who take your classes, too? Oh, yes. I feel like um, I'm going to get maybe emotional. But, like, a lot of people, like, and, and it's not to make make myself feel proud, but, like, they said to me, like, oh, your your class changed my life in a way that I I can feel sexy. I can be funny. I don't have to be feel sexy the way you're supposed to look, but mm-hmm. how I feel inside. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> so many people taking your class have never had any other opportunity, even remotely close to this, to express sexuality in such a like safe, judgment-free. Here are some options of what sexuality can look like, because mm-hmm. I think for especially a lot of younger women, maybe men too, um, I think we only know what porn looks like, and what movies look like, mm-hmm. and what media looks like. So we don't even know like what the options of sexuality Mm -hmm. are and that you know penetrative sex isn't the only kind of sex Mm -hmm. like even those things Um, yeah and but it's funny it's funny how um just being backstage with other different kinds of bodies really helped me was like oh oh like you know like i remember my first time like the only woman i saw naked was like in movies yeah and like perfectly placed and airbrushed and yeah, like, oh, yeah, no, like when you, know, you see backstage and you're just like, ah, eh, make putting your pasties on and be like really weird about it. You just like, but that's charm. Like when you, I realize everything you do when you owning it is charming. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes I fart, but I think it's charming. <laughs> like you know, like you're just like whatever, like you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's. It's it's just the attitude. I feel like it's just changing the attitude. There was something I wanted to talk about. I don't remember, but it's okay. 
Okay, we'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get there. Oh, yeah, my, my brain is like, blah, 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 like as usual. <laughs> <laughs> the people that take your class, do you have a pretty good mix of people who are maybe interested, or sorry, experienced in burlesque and have done some stuff and are just like out there to display their sexuality? Oh, most of the people, they're, they're like, oh, I'm going out of my comfort zone. Okay, that's so interesting. Oh, yeah. They're just like, they want to, but they're not sure. They're just like, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I try to fast like a way that uh, like we're doing sharing circle and we are trying to make sure that you feel comfortable that you have a, a space to go if you're not feeling comfortable um, and it's about consent everything is about consent. you don't feel comfortable but I will still push you out of your comfort like that's also the balance it's like I know like the balance of like you're not comfortable or you want to do it like that's always like hard to find but I feel like more and more the class advance more and more it gets there. And, like, a lot of people at the end, they were like, mm, I will never do that. Put pasties on and twirl in them. And they still, they do it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, you're just like, whoa. Like, yeah. The only experience I can think of that would be even remotely similar to, like you said, like backstage seeing other bodies or this is taking my first pelvic floor physio course. There's, of course, a practical component, and you practice on each other. And so everyone starts the weekend, like, just hardly unzipping their pants and getting behind the sheet and being all shy and awkward. Um, And then by the end of the weekend, people are just walking around totally naked, pantsless, and, like, no big deal, and having a perfectly normal conversation while your finger's inside someone. And it's it's so funny what, like, permission and just, like, normalizing things can do so quickly. And it's... Oh, and also, like, being, like, naked is the, doesn't mean sexual. Exactly. And also, sexual doesn't mean, like, and, like... Like, sexy doesn't mean sexual either. No. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, I did just a photo show that it would be released soon uh, with the shirt of You Can Sew. They're so nice. And it was, it was like, dirty, nerdy, curvy, uh, and inked, and it was, like, something like that. And I have just some glasses in my wig, and, like, and... I and I have just like I have like I'm really clothed. Like I, I have the t shirt but it's one of my sexiest pictures. Yeah. Because I have the show and I have the book and I have the book like on like all over my crush, but I'm like, this is the most clothed that I am in almost all my picture and I think that's the sexiest picture. No. But sexy is just the way of feeling. And yeah. I and then there's a and also I think I'm sexy because I don't care to be too like I don't I'm not conscious about being sexy. Mm-hmm. I'm just like mm, this is sexy, whatever. Deal I think you're it. so right. Like, <laughs> like owning it makes it charismatic and charming and sexy. And also like some guys don't like my body and that's okay. And some and uh, even women or some people doesn't like like their preference. But it's okay to have preference. It's okay, but like realizing that. A lot of people that I was really attracted to wasn't even not that much about their body, but I learned how to love their body, you know, mm-hmm. and how like, yeah, and how we're so harsh on ourselves. But we're not, of course, we're commenting on other people's body. But why are we doing that? Because we're so harsh on ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to not comment on people's body. I do it in my eyes sometimes, just like, get stop, stop. But it's like, so I, true. You read it. Just is so ingrained. It, Oh, I yeah. catch myself doing the same thing for sure. Yeah. Like, and there was a, someone who told me, like, a good compliment to someone about, not about their body, is more like, you, like, for clothing, it's like, you make a good choice of clothing for yourself today. Oh. That was a really good one. I was like, oh, that's not commenting on people's body, but also, 
Like, I don't mind people commenting on my body. Like, it's just, like, if it's positive, but it's not something, like, you look healthy, it's like, oh, you have a nice butt. Like, I feel like having a nice butt, it's not, like, it's big. It's, like, it's not, like... Uh, visually, but it's just, oh, like, I like your butt. It's nice. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean and it's that not like a comparison to something. a standard or a no. person or a thing. Yeah. I like your boobs. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, well, can, thank you. you know, like, your boobs can be any shape or, or your eyes. Or like, right? It doesn't mean that you have brown eyes and you don't have blue eyes. Like, you don't have beautiful eyes. Like, it does like, it's the same with hair color. I don't know. It's something I'm always thinking when I... Yeah, when I when I try to comment on people's body and like yeah, it's yeah. Remember. And I think we all know the instances of finding like you said attraction in someone who if you didn't know them and you were just looking at the shell of this person, you may not physically be attracted to that person mm-hmm. in your, you know, typical sense. Mm-hmm. But because you know their personality and they're yeah. funny and they're smart and they're caring and whatever number of things they're so much more attractive. Yeah. But I don't know why we don't apply that to ourselves. Mm, yeah, society and uh, a lot of things that we have, have to deconstruct. But it, it's funny because usually people I found beautiful at first sight, after I meet them, I'm just like, eh, eh you're out. You know, yeah. you're just another No, but that's person. me. Like, that's why I really, like, every time I had a really huge crush on someone, how they just look, and then after I was like, okay, it's passing on. But it's not... And usually people who I'm just like, eh, at the beginning, they're just like, oh, my God, now you're so beautiful. Right? It's so true. Yeah. yeah, but it's hard. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, yeah. what I was saying. There it it's is. like talking about younger women is harder. But I, with my experience, I feel people who are in their 30s and older, they had been so, like, they have way more to deconstruct mm-hmm. than people who are a little bit younger. I feel, I feel like um, the people who were in their twenties, they had a little bit more curvy, like more mellow, and with yes, they have other stuff, but it's more more like Kim Kardashian. There was a little bit more curve mm-hmm. than I feel like when I grew up. It was really like big boobs, right? Yeah. Remember, like I wanted to cut my hips when I was. Yeah, but I can't. Like I can't. Like right, it's just that's just the way that. But I was not thing back in the days right but now hips are a thing and bucks are a thing I'm just like oh yeah and now being like having muscle versus that really I don't know like 90s runway model exactly body yeah. of like stick thin and yeah it, I can see what you mean there that and it's from the 70s like the 70s like the really thin models like we have Marilyn Monroe was more curvy or whatever mm. and the 60s and 70s that's where like the, twiggy yeah I mean, exactly yeah so um yeah promising or like encouraging that maybe we're already starting to shift some of those beauty standards or just see different types of bodies represented more now uh, what I do is I try to make sure have a little um, body image cleanse on my social media oh. I try to be more like I'm just try to follow people who are that I had I don't know what that's one person who actually she does like those really thin photos, but after like she just show that internet is not it's real. It's named Dana something. I think we're, yeah. I love her. I know because it is incredible. She just posted one the other day where she's like twenty three weeks pregnant and sucked it in to be like you know typical Sports Illustrated swimsuit model belly, 
and then relaxes her stomach, and she's got a whole baby bump. And she's like, don't believe everything you can see. If you can and suck in 23 weeks of a pregnancy, you can suck in anything. Exactly. Um, and, of course, like, when I take pictures, like, that's why I'm trying now. It's like, I have this ingrained things, like, every pic- like picture that I want to show is, like, the pictures that I feel like I look a little bit thinner. Or I look little, like, But now I'm trying to, like, no, it's okay if my buddy's out. It's okay. Like, if I feel like I like the way that I... What, what is the photo project like I'm gonna put it and I feel that that's my duty like it's I feel like it's it's a duty for me right mm-hmm. how hard is that it's hard it's, I think it's been I think it last in the last uh, couple months that I'm trying to do that mm-hmm. because I feel like it yeah because we we need to see those it's important you're and myself like if I'm that and I'm putting my leg up of course my belly's gonna do bleh. Like, like, we have skin. Yeah. And it moves. Yeah. And then if you, and if it's, like, it's, I remember uh, I'm working with this car, uh, this photographer who really likes curvy bodies, and he said to me that the diff, there's two different, there's people who likes photos, and there's people who register photos on Instagram, and it's funny how some, a lot of, especially a lot of men, they really like register a lot of more the curvy photo. Huh? Are they gonna like the most like appropriate? Right. That was really interesting. Like because he's a photographer, so he posts a lot of pictures. Right. That was really interesting. I was like, oh. So they're like more drawn to the curvier photos, but there's more engagement, so to speak, on social media for the like more typical beauty standard photos. Yeah, because that's it's, it's all subconscious. Like oh yeah, it's, it's, that's the thing about it, is like. Like, don't be harsh on yourself with that. It's it's all subconscious. I am subconscious of it, like everybody. That's why I do burlesque. That's why I, I'm seeing burlesque, and I want to use burlesque in terms of platform because representation matters, like, you know? And that's what we do in burlesque is we try to bring all... We try to bring people who are disabled, people who are trans, people who are, like... Non like the non neurotypical people who are, like, um, who are BIPOC, who are, like, indigenous people, and try... And it's it's so hard sometimes it's like still hard to um to make sure that we have all this representation but um that's as an ally as and also as uh as myself a queer person and also as um as someone who lives with a disability is like how can we include like all the all different kind of people on stage so representation matter and everybody can feel beautiful and sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's such a unique space. Because, you know, the I'll say the global conversation is about how important representation is in so many different yeah. industries and ways. But I think burlesque is such a unique space because it brings together community and beauty standard and performance, but also a sexuality layer that isn't the same no. in a lot of other ways. Um, so and to see that diversity is really cool in that space. Like someone with Down syndrome can have a sexuality, right? Someone who's like, uh, yeah. So there's someone like thinking about distinctimize. Of course, it's not like it's not always easy, and of course, like in movies and or in more like corporate, I see like uh, gigs will have more like the thin, the white, like because that's what people want but I think it's just what people what people in are in gray right? are you used yeah. to and comfortable like, yeah, exactly. in that level um, 
other story. One of my first brush I've done, I bring a friend and like I was really like when I said I was really brainwashed with thinness, like it's brainwashed. Remember? And there was a lot of curvy people in the show and she was shocked that those curvy person were showing their body. For the for her it was like, nope. Really? Yeah, and unfortunately she like I was like and my other friend who were friends was like, No, no, that's okay, like she can like whatever. And yeah, it's a little sad when you see that. It's yeah. like, and also, like, it's it's never everybody, everybody's fault in a way because we're all like subconsciously like learn this right from a like, really young age. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just having that awareness. You brought this up earlier that you don't have to shame yourself and feel guilty about having those viewpoints. It's just recognizing that this is the culture that we were brought up in and conditioned with. Yeah. Ingrained that it's just having the awareness to be able to shift that. You don't have to feel bad about having these thoughts or commenting on someone's body in the past or something, but having the awareness is. Oh, I was the worst slut shamer ever. (laughs) Me. Now that I'm like, remember when I was in high school, like in. Me and my friend were like, oh, no, we're not going to sleep with our person before, like, three months, blah, blah, Like, we were slut-shaming everybody. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. So, like, I've done my wrong. Like, but that's what I was, like, it's not our fault in a way because that's what we were told, right? And I think it is all that much more powerful and impactful and a way bigger sign of growth to go from, you know, this really conditioned mindset of slut shaming and you know negative body talk and all of that to have all of these realizations and awareness and get to a different place Mm -hmm. that speaks so much more to a person than someone who just was raised with these really awesome values and Mm -hmm. didn't have to do the work to get to this shifted space i know we're talking about like how like uh there's so much division in this world right now and how like you think this you're right you're wrong and i'm like no but you can't come from like a more like conservative background and and change like it's okay like and you can think about if it does harm to other people like I'm not gonna continue doing what I'm doing right mm-hmm. and also it does way more harm to myself like it's 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 in a way you can be selfish and stop doing it because if you're doing it to other people you're doing it to yourself like, so it's like it's the cycle right so. Oh, yeah, there's usually a little um, element of projection in there, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, for people who would love to get into this or experience a burlesque class or something like that, but don't have the pleasure of living in the Yukon and being able to come to yours, <laughs> do you have any, like, tips, suggestions, or ways for people to kind of get into this journey and start this idea of, like, exploring their own bodies or body positivity that's that's a really good question um if you can buy if you can buy it's it's pretty cheap and now it's like halloween is coming soon it's opera length glove okay yeah. and it's it's really sexy and you just wear that it's and you kind of because glove can be like you remove a glove and your your wrist is like the most sexy thing that's how i see it and like and play with something that is not typically sexual but still sexy and play with that and that's i think that's a good way to just like kind of explore that and so you can you can find some some tutorials on the internet there's really good um uh online classes with arabesque like arabesque arabesque burlesque oh. from, uh, it was from Montreal. It was lady, lady josephine who i saw was, oh, okay, okay. yeah so it's a really good one um also go see burlesque show if you can and try to and even like me like 
it took me a year to go see a burlesque show. I was just Googling some on the internet, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, and see what they're doing and, um, and see it. One of my favorites is Dirty Martini, who's doing, like, who's uh, really voluptuous and doing, like, kind of weird thing and really political. Like, you can be as political if you want, if you can be as silly as you want. It's, like, that's what I love about burlesque. It's, like, if you have more, like, uh, you have a theater training, you can use that. If you did a little bit of dance when you grew up, you can do that. If you want to do, like, more like a comedian, like, uh, to be, like, a comedian and do stand-up, you can do it. Like, there's no boundaries in burlesque in terms of creativity. So that's why I love it so much. And I can use all the things that I love creating um, and um, and putting all together, all my theater, dance, comedy together. So um, I think that's what I would suggest. It's buy a pair of gloves and do it for yourself. Um, a lot of my students, they said, um, I will never do that in front of my partner. But and you're just like, that's okay. It's okay if you just do it for yourself. Yeah. And be like, feel like it's like, mm, like, and you're going to feel silly. I feel silly all the time, but you just have to own it. So I think that's what it is. It's like, and um, I would suggest to just, and that that's another suggestion too, is like not to be in front of your mirror. Ah, I like I, that. Yeah, and um, mirrors are nice for like learning choreography but if you if you do a dance in front of a, a stage or your partner you won't have a mirror maybe you will because you have a fancy house and you have a mirror on like on top of your bed i don't know <laughs> but you know but like um i think i all when i did my dance career we didn't, didn't have any mirrors and it's because you feel more the movement yeah. inside yourself than a reflection of yourself. And more like present in what the movement feels like. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because it's not a replica of what you've seen somewhere or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's more like, oh, I like when it feels and I feel sexy doing it. Yeah. Which, as you said, if you feel sexy, you look sexy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so My much. My pleasure. That was so much fun. So nice chatting. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Sherry Cook at Burlesque. And if you want to, for sexy, juicy content, that's where I, I'm not a TikToker person, but more an Instagram person. So we will yeah. link all of your Instagram handles and other <laughs> uh, fun events and shows and stuff you've got Yay. coming up. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sherry. What time is it? Oh, I think is... we did pretty good. Not yeah. time, anyway.